Hello and welcome to another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast. And as always, we're your hosts, Damon and Kyle. Kyle, how's it going tonight? I'm doing good, man. Life is good. The The Saints are over the Bucks, 31-0, as far as I know. I had, I stopped at halftime, but I don't think I need to keep watching. Uh, it, they it's just scored day. another touchdown. Uh, Hell yeah. It's a good day. It's a good day. Uh, as you as you all know, we are Saints fans here. <laughs> we are very happy right now with this uh, beating of Mr. Tom Brady, <laughs> our, our good friend Tom. <laughs> so, uh, but yes, it's, it's been a good day. Definitely a good Sunday. Um, and also, we have our guest once again. Uh, he was on the Ninja Turtles draft. Our friend Chris. How's it going, man? Uh, it's going good, man. Uh, I, I wish I could say I'm a Saints fan, but I'm not. Um, I am a fan of America's team, of course. And uh, right. unfortunately, unfortunately, we don't have any players left. So um, we're starting random quarterbacks from leagues I've never even heard of. <laughs> and in, But the regular thing is, as usual, the Cowboys get cheated by the refs. What else? Is there? But it is what it is. Um, but at least we'll have one of those top picks again. That's you know, that's true. That's that's optimism. I like to. You got to have that as a Cowboys fan. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but enough about football. We have ourselves our own matches, so to say. And to break it all down for y'all is Kyle. All right. So because you know this is, I'm re- really happy with how this timed out. You know, I didn't know this is going to drop on our 25th episode, but. We've got a big episode for you guys. Um, our good friend Chris, you know, he was like like Damon said, he was here for our, our Ninja Turtles draft. Loved that one, and he came back with a really really fun idea. So basically, uh, you know, if you're listening and you have engaged with our, our posts in our, our lovely Facebook group, you have voted, um, and now we're bringing you the the Planet Fantasy Tournament of Champions. Basically, we have um, eight champions facing, excuse me, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yep. Eight. Just wanted to make sure eight champions <laughs> facing off from, we can count here guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all kinds of um, uh, franchises and, and fantasy worlds, right? Uh, that's what this podcast is all about. So um, just to break down where we're pulling from, we are pulling from the world of Marvel comics. We're pulling from the world of, the Tolkien verse or Lord of, Lord of the Rings. Um, we're pulling from the Harry Potter world. We're pulling from the Star Wars universe. We're pulling from uh, the land of Westeros itself, Game of Thrones. We are pulling from DC Comics. Um, can't have Marvel without DC. And then we are pulling from the uh, the Whedon verse or the Buffy the Vampire Slayer slash Angel verse. Um, and finally, we're pulling from avatar the last airbender slash legend of Korra, but you'll you'll see uh we are pulling from all eight of those worlds very different but i'm pretty sure we've covered all of them in this podcast so far um we love these different ips and we have we have eight champions representing those worlds i i would say representing very well uh those those universes respectively um now again you you guys listening uh you voted on on these champions we the three of us each had our 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 picks for the champions of these universes you voted so now you get to see them in action basically for each match uh damon's going to give us a rundown of who's versus who's versus who and then we're going to go in order. Uh, Chris, our guest, is going to start off with who he thinks um, is winning this match, and then Damon, and then myself, and then we're going to, you know, uh, you know, have a conversation for a while about that. Talk about 
what we think. We're going to decide who the champion is and then move on to the next match. Um, and that'll be the first round. And then once we jump into the second round, uh, we'll get an update on who has survived, who's dead, because listen, guys, this is a full on uh, fight to the death. So hate to break it to you guys. Some of your favorite characters are going to be dying today. I'm sorry. Uh, we are pulling full George R. R. Martin today, um, but we will finish the book. Uh, <laughs> without further ado, I mean, yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any any questions before we jump into this match? Oh no, I am so ready for this. Nah, man, let's hear it. Let's hear those eight champions. Yeah. Right. First, for the first match, coming to the ring at six feet tall, one eighty-five pounds, all the way from the hidden kingdom of Wakanda. Able to lift up to 800 tons, reach speeds up to 45 miles an hour, with endurance and durability that of 10 minutes. Distance is so enhanced he can see in the dark, track target detect lies through body movement. And he has increased, he's one of the greatest martial artists in the Marvel Universe, and his mind sharp as well, gained a PhD in physics from Oxford and earned a title as one of the smartest people in the Marvel Universe. His suit is made of vibranium, along with its dangerous claws, one of the strongest materials known to exist in the Marvel Universe, keeping him from being hit by bullets and sharp objects. When you put all this together, you have the king of Wakanda himself to chop the Black Panther. Yeah. Wakanda forever. All right. It's uh, quite the intro, man. Who's he going to go up against? And then... In the right corner, in the ring, in his white cloak and tall pointy hat, coming all the way from Middle Earth, he was once the great. He is older than almost all creatures on his homeland. He sports a very nicely kept white beard. He is a big fan of pipeweed, an admirer of hobbits, a protector and educator of the different races of Middle Earth. Skilled as a as skilled with the blade as any of the other members of the Fellowship. He is the one who refused to let Balrog, Balrog pass. He is able to wield many light and fire spells at his disposal. He is highly perceptive. He is the white, the mighty. Get off the white. Yeah. All righty. Man. Starting off with a bang, man. This is too formidable. Oh, you know, when, uh, when we decided to do this tournament, I was like, in my head, I was like, okay, the way all the champions will play out, you gotta have a loser, you know. That, that's the, that's gonna be the worst part about this whole thing. Someone's gonna die. It's uh, but uh, you know, when I I kind of did my research on this one, and uh, I joke to myself all the time that I want to see Gandalf the White versus Albus Dumbledore. <laughs> and but is this in my head? In my head. I have to have Gandalf get ahead, and I need so. Um, but then I thought to myself, Black Panther, T'Challa, he's a lot quicker. Like, he would be able to dodge some of those, you know, maneuvers with all those spells that uh, Gandalf would be able to cast. So, you know, I know this might be an upset, but T'Challa is going to take it. Wow. I'm going Black Panther. Because, first of all, vibranium, so he can survive hits. Second of all, the claws, he's skillful, he's smart, and he's faster. And he's a lot younger. I don't know if we know that one, too. 
So, <laughs> okay, so like a lot of different traits. I thought to myself, now that I look at it, I'm gonna go to Charlie, even though you can consider this an upset. But what do you think, Damon? So, I don't know if any of these can be upsets with how amazing all these yeah. people are, as everyone will think, but you know, I have to say. Can Gandalf's magic even pierce Vibranium? Like, do we know what would that be able to attack? Like, his main thing is going to be, you know, fiery or very strong burst of light. Is this really going to be affecting Vibranium in any way? I don't really know, Um, especially if the properties hold up as far as its vibration skills and its, you know, absorption. Um, And like Chris said, Black Panther is so fast, so agile. He's going to be able to strike like that. And I don't know if Gandalf's going to be able to re- retaliate. You know, he's he can fight in his own regard. But against Black Panther, I don't know. Honestly, I'm kind of, uh, I would maybe lean toward Black Panther right now. I don't know. But Kyle, can you make a, a better argument for Gandalf? Uh, okay, so here's the thing. Damon, you said it perfectly. I can't see there being an upset with any of these people. I think they're all so well equipped for these fights. And I love the way they're all shaping out, right? Like these matchups are going to be really interesting. Um, We were talking earlier about, you know, how exactly we're working out this fight. And I, you know, it's a hundred percent just a fight with these two characters pulling everything that they have from their arsenal, from their respective universe. Um, and it's funny because reading this, you know, on, on paper, it looks like Gandalf is the easy pick. But as soon as you guys started talking, and even I was thinking beforehand, you know, ultimately, I think this fight will come down to endurance. So going back to uh, Black Panther's solo film in 2018, obviously, you know, we get some incredible fights in that movie. The first one being him versus M'Baku. Um, and even in that one, he almost loses. And there's going to be a running theme in this almost loses and then he gets back up and ultimately beats him right sheer force of will later on we think he straight up gets killed (laughs) by killmonger uh you know he it looks like the cards are all on the table and he gets taken to mbaku in a great kind of turn of the rivalry to to help him he gets back up and you get that probably my favorite scene in the movie honestly when he's like you thought i was dead and just shows back up like a badass man r.i.p chadwick he was incredible in that scene um so honestly, I think the running theme with Black Panther uh, in the movies and to, to know also we for specifically for the Marvel and the DC picks, we are pulling from um, the, both their source material, the comics, you know, shows that they've been featured on whatever animated movies and the MCU. Um, but I think across all of that, Black Panther is truly like one of the most enduring fighters. He always gets back up. And like Damon, like you said, the really intriguing thing about this is the vibranium, right? Like the way that he uses that is so fun to watch. And we have no idea. I mean, Gandalf's magic is really impressive. I don't want this different to turn into just a runaway of like, no, Gandalf could definitely hold his own, but I don't know what his magic would do with vibranium. Just like, yeah, like you said, Damon, um, Black Panther is also really smart and resourceful. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying Gandalf isn't, but like Black Panther is known as one of the smartest characters in the Marvel universe, right? Like he ranks amongst like Xavier and, and Stark. Like he, he helped form the Illuminati, you know, with, with Stark and um, Mr. Fantastic and them. like this guy knows his shit. He's going to be able to bring that knowledge into a fight. 
I honestly think he will be able to bring the strategy aspect that Gandalf won't. They're pretty evenly matched in most aspects other than that. I love Gandalf. You don't really see him strategizing a lot. You know, I'll admit my knowledge of him goes mostly to the movies. I've read the books. I think it was one time in high school. (laughs) Uh, So I've not retained a lot from the books, but um, I love the movies and I love Gandalf. I think he could hold his own in most aspects of this fight. But ultimately, I would think it would come down to resourcefulness, endurance, and ultimately strategy. You know, Black Panther would come into this fight more ready for the fight than Gandalf would. I agree. So two things. Of course, this just to remind everyone, this is going to be the Marvel Comics universe, not the cinematic. And this is going to pretty much be based off of the movie version of Gandalf because... I also have not finished the book series. I I mean, sue me, guys. I'm sorry. I just, I, I can't get through with that kind of writing. It it, it reads like the <laughs> Bible. I, I think I've said it before. But, um, so, I have to w- wonder, though. Okay, Gandalf is, is the wizard of, of light and fire. Is Vibranium able to break at a certain heat? Because if, if Gandalf is such a badass, I believe maybe he could bring down such such a fiery like heat fireball on black panther maybe he would just roast him well i was gonna as you as we all know vibranium is also what cap shield yeah. is made out of isn't that a and, in the comics what's Adamanium that it's yeah it's both they're they're basically the same similarity of yeah Close. Um, similar enough, uh, but anyways, um, if Cap Shield can break, then I think eventually Black Panther's suit can shred or or can break, if you will. Um, but all it takes is one clean shot of T'Challa, you know, taking you know. Trying to you know, take his mask off for one second, and boom. Now, I'm not saying that's what would happen, but there are multiple times in where he doesn't have his mask on, and he's open to an attack. Um, so I'm not saying that. So it's very possible. I don't know the heating level for vibranium, or even the cold level. Like, can it freeze and shatter? So like. Those are two different elements that Gandalf does bring, but eventually you can just take a sword and eventually it would pierce. Now, it would take a lot of force, kind of like a Thanos strength force or a Hulk strength, so Gandalf doesn't have that kind of strength, but what he does have is that staff is very lethal in kind of like a sword fighting way. Very much similar to like the staff that Ubaku uses yeah. in the MCU movie. But also so it's kinda like I know we were going off the comics, but just that idea, like that that imagery of him using the staff to kind of just maneuver the claws, then maybe he might be able to balance that out. So while I still think Black Panther would eventually get the edge because of his endurance and he's younger, like we gotta kinda put age and youth into this. Like Gandalf's an old man. Yes, he's smart. Yes, he's a wizard. 
but he's also up there in age. And eventually, age just comes back to get you. You know, and when it comes to these type of wars, yeah. these type of battles. So he is. That's what I think would be the thing that would take it over the top is that T'Challa is a lot younger and would have a lot more endurance mm-hmm. in this type of fight. I agree. But I will say, age doesn't matter too much when you're pretty much a <laughs> god. I mean, in the Lord of the Rings mythos. I mean, for the most part, that's pretty he's, much what he is. He is matched by right? few, if any, in that world. Yes, but yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know what else I would have to say. I mean, I just feel like maybe Black Panther would just end up having the edge. Um, but I, I don't, I don't want to discount uh, Gandalf's wisdom and his power. Like, I don't know how strong. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think. Obviously, when you think Gandalf, especially if you think the movies, you know, the first image you think is, is him versus the Balrog. I think that's obviously his most obvious display of power. But let's not, like, I mean, I, I think about that, and sometimes I kind of downplay it in my head. But, like, it's easy to do that. But let's, let's remember that that's the freaking Balrog. Like, that's incredible that he was able to hold it off. You know, eventually it turned out to be a sacrifice. So, he, you know, he, he was gone for a while after that. But the fact that he comes back, you know, uh, Damon said it at the top in that great intro that this is we're talking about Gandalf the White, right? This is the the Gandalf who is, is you yeah. know, he's had his his hiatus if you're in, you know, the wrestling world and he's back as his new character. Uh, <laughs> he's Gandalf the White. And I think that's important. This is basically. Yeah, he's um, basically reincarnated. Right, right, exactly. I can't wait for a wrestling pot someday. Uh, I mean, he is the OP uh, Gandalf. That being said, you know, I'm glad we're giving some more points to him because I don't want him to be like uh, underrepresented. That being said, I'm going to say just flat out, my pick is still Black Panther. I just think, like we've already covered, it goes down to those factors. Okay, so are we all just kind of already voting? Like we already agree Black Panther has won this month. Okay. Black Panther. Yeah. All right, three more to go. All right, guys. First round. Also, Matt just RIP. I'm sorry to those listening. Again, we're killing these people off. So RIP to my boy Gandalf. Yes, or one out for <laughs> the man in white to start the next match. Or, 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 or in his case, smoke <laughs> went out for exactly. the one in white. Yeah. Um, so to start the next match, apparating into the ring from Hogwarts, a school of witchcraft and wizardry, the tall and bearded wizard who has been headmaster there for decades. Though for some reason with all that magic, his nose still looks like it was smacked with a beater's bat once or twice. He served as the supreme mugwump of the International Confederation of Wizards as well as the chief warlock of the Wizengambit. He is known for defeating the terrible wizard Grindelwald and leading the Order of the Phoenix against Voldemort in two different wars. He is considered by many to be one of the greatest wizards of all time. He is skilled in mind reading, nonverbal and wandless magic, and is even known for creating his own spells and his work with the almighty Nicholas Flamel. He is the one and only Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. Woo! Yes. All right. And then his competitor to face the mighty wizard. She hails from the galaxy far, far away. She was once the mighty Jedi Padawan helping lead the fight against the droid army in the Clone Wars. She learned from the tutelage of two, the greatest Jedi ever, 
She is a passionate and fierce warrior who always stands up for those who cannot themselves. She is an acrobat in combat and excelled even at a young age. She's a master at the dual wielding lightsabers. She has reached a mastery level of discipline in her fighting in her time of adulthood, able to handle several inquisitors to uh, by herself, and she was even able to almost defeat Darth Vader in a battle. But she is no Jedi. Ahsoka Tano. My girl. Yes, <laughs> our favorite. <laughs> favorite. <laughs> so Chris, break it down for us. This one's tough. Man, we got his, as we all know, Mr. Uh, Dumbledore is really good with a wand. Not that kind of <laughs> wand. That's the wrong podcast. Um, and we also know that Ahsoka is really good with a lightsaber. Again, not that podcast. Uh, so it's kind of like which sword, if you will, or which object wins out. Uh, yes, Ahsoka is good with the Force. Yes, Dumbledore is good with nonverbal spells or verbal spells that he doesn't even need a wand for. But then I kind of thought to myself, if this is a fight to the death, does Dumbledore have it in him to use a couple of Tom's favorite spells to survive? Mm. That's the question I got to ask. What do you guys think? Okay. Like, does he have it in him? So. To, to advance to do well, that. Well, let's just there. I don't think he does. We're talking unforgivables here, guys. Is is Dumbledore going to throw the AKs out like against the AT? Like, is is he just going to fire green at Ahsoka's green? Like, like if that's the case, it just comes down to dodging. And I got to tell you, Ahsoka's odds. She's a master in acrobatic arts. She's so agile. Her senses are so heightened. Um, she's so disciplined. Uh, and not only that, but how many battles has she been in? This yeah. is her thing. Dumbledore? Yeah, he might have defeated Grindelwald. He, you know, he might have had some really great battles against other people, against uh, Voldemort. But you know what? She, he wasn't a general in a war, like an actual war with battles and like losses of thousands. Ahsoka was as a teenager. So, I don't know. I really kind of like Ahsoka's confidence as far as that goes. But we're not just talking about Dumbledore just blindly throwing AKs, though. He's smart. He's a genius. I mean, the things he's accomplished are... I mean, I, I, I listed a couple. There's a lot more things he did. Um, and so, he's very fierce. I, I think he could throw out some fiend fire out there, as well as um, some Crucio's. Uh, you know, if he's able to hit an Imperio, it would be very interesting to see like the struggle of Ahsoka mm. trying to fight off yeah. an Imperius curse. Yeah. That would be really cool. I would love to see that. Um, what 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 are you so, thinking, Kyle? I want you guys to picture something with me because this is something that I very vividly picture when I think of Dumbledore in a fight. It's 2007. You're sitting in the theater. It's midnight because I hope you both went to the midnight screening like I did. And uh, Order of the Phoenix of is playing. It's a good movie. You get to the end of the movie, you're waiting for this scene because you've read the book, and Dumbledore is facing off against Voldemort. It's one of the most yes. visually striking scenes in the franchise. Um, the fight is just goddamn incredible. It's hard to match She Who Must Not Be Named's writing in the way she describes the, the fight. Um, 
but it, he truly earns the name the only the only one Voldemort ever feared in that fight, right? I mean, he just matches him pound for pound. Uh, so, Chris, going back to what you said about Dumbledore's willingness to cast out some some unforgivables, I'm going to reply with, and I say this being a huge Dumbledore fan, he's probably my first or second favorite Harry Potter character. Shout out to Lupin. Um, I 100% think he is, because let's look at his track record in, in the scope of the entire story. Uh, left a child with his abusive uh, uncle and aunt for 10 years. Uh, he, you know, basically ri- it's written in the book. Severus Snape says it himself. He basically raised him like a pig to slaughter. Um, he's kind of a cruel person. He is a chess master and like Damon said, brilliant mind, genius, uh, truly one of the greatest wizards, but that's in the context of a war. You know, he's made some really 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 morally questionable choices in that in the greater good concept concept you know he took that phrase with grindelwald when they were talking about that for the greater good grindelwald warped it and we see that conflict with the two of them but i think that dumbledore would pull on that a little bit you know this is a fight to the death and i think that if you give him the right motivation if he believes that this is for the greater good and killing Ahsoka, which I think this match is going to be the one that hurts me the most because I don't want either of these characters to die. Uh, but if he believes that, you know, killing Ahsoka will achieve the greater good, yeah, he's going to throw out all kinds of un- unforgivables. He's going to throw out, you know, the, the ones that Snape made up as the Half-Blood Prince. He's going to throw out his own spells. Um, I think he's going to use everything in his arsenal. I think this is another one that's interesting because it's a big age gap, just like the last one. You know, I'm, I'm bummed, Chris, like you, that we didn't get the Dumbledore and Gandalf matchup. But, you know, Gandalf and Black Panther, same thing. You know, it's a big age gap. Uh, but I would argue, Damon, you said this, Ahsoka probably matches Dumbledore, if not exceeds him in experience. Just because of the level of like battle and war that she's experienced and been yep. in, not involved in, but like at the front lines, um, so she, ha- I would say she has that on him. You know, he, when you think of him in the context of a war, yes, he's been at the front lines, but he's also a lot of times been, like I said, the chess master, and he's been in the background. He's been the ones, the one kind of orchestrating the moves and letting again, letting Harry kind of take the fall for him love you Dumbledore but like letting Harry you know fight his battles a little bit um but again I I just I think this is another one that's very equal honestly Ahsoka you know she wields those lights, lightsabers incredibly well she is incredibly perceptive in a battle and is able to read her opponent really well which I think is really key to just any battle in general um and she's great at reacting to what her opponent is bringing to her um but I think Dumbledore, you know, he's, he's kind of a ruthless SOB at the end of the day. You know, I'm also thinking of like the Half-Blood Prince scene when he's taking out all the Inferi with that awesome like ring of fire, you know. I think he'd bring that into the, uh, into the equation. Um, end of the day, I just think that, honestly, this is not the direction I expected to go. But I think Dumbledore is going to bring a bit of a harder edge to this. If we're talking prime Dumbledore, you know, before he passes in Half-Blood Prince, this is an old man who's seen a lot of war and a lot of battle and he is kind when he needs to be, but he's very hard edged when he needs to be. He's seen a lot. He's, you could argue he's very cynical because of that. Um, so he's going to bring that into this fight. And I, I love Ahsoka. She's one of my favorite star Wars characters, but I just think that she's not that, you know, she is depending on where you find her in the clone wars or in rebels, 
she's seen a lot as well. Um, but she is far kinder than Dumbledore and arguably far of a more decent person. Uh, that might, you know, be to her uh, detriment in this fight. So I think I'm going to say the fight goes to Dumbledore. That's fair. You know, I have to say, though, while Dumbledore might be fiercer and willing to do whatever it takes, like I, I said before, Ahsoka was in battles like tons he killed like straight up like yeah a lot were droids but like she did kill many other races like it happened and she knows what needs to get done because she was a part of a war of an army she led a a battalion you know the fire mm-hmm. first i believe yeah. if i'm not mistaken and uh so she's a great leader you know she has tons of leadership uh so she knows what has to get done. So in this kind of situation, whether it's her or him, I don't think she's going to hesitate whether what she can do as far as like, not say fight on the dirty scale, but like, you know, just do whatever it takes. I don't really know what she can do. Like maybe she can harness force lightning. Maybe she's learned that in her uh, adulthood. We don't really know the extent of her powers other than she's a badass now. Like she, is so skilled and mastered with the force and her lightsabers. Like the fact that she almost beat Darth Vader was so amazing and impressive. Just showed just Mm. how much, how far she had come. I don't know. I I feel like Dumbledore would bring the house, but I, you know, I just want to see, I wonder how strong um, Ahsoka's force power and her abilities with that would be in counteracting and to see what that would happen with that. What do you think, Chris? Um, I was going to think about that. I kind of, while you guys were having the conversation, I kind of thought to myself, obviously when someone points, you know, Avada Kedavra or Crucio at someone, you shoot the green, but um, would a lightsaber be able to absorb that mm. or would the lightsaber just shatter? Hmm. Fair. Like would the would the curse be powerful enough? Does it kill not just living beings? Because many people feel the lightsaber is alive. It's a living crystal inside the lightsaber itself. So in theory, would the lightsaber because once that goes out, and on top of that, she has two. You know, so she likes to go with dual blades. But then I also I was kind of thinking about when I kind of opened up with Dumbledore being a good person. Then I grilled. Then I kicked kind of backfired on me. I was like, well, <laughs> he basically left his sister for dead. Um, he basically left Harry for yep. dead. Um, he left basically his whole school for dead. <laughs> you know, Hogwarts, safest place on the earth. You know, like all these different things. And I was like, you know what? He wasn't really that good of a person. He was just really good at playing the game. Okay? Like, now that I think about it, he oh, should have been a Westeros. <laughs> yeah. He would have been a king, like he would have. Wow, you know, also- but but that's a different story. But uh, so now that I think about it, yes, I think Dumbledore would have no problems, like you were saying, Kyle, for the greater good. Like he has this mindset. I still think he does, even though he's kind of grown up with it. I think in the back of his head, he always thinks to himself, "I have to do something that's better for the whole world of wizardry." So in his eyes, you know, leaving his sister basically 
to the wolves and throwing Harry out to be a pig was for the greater good of the wizarding world in trying to get rid of, you know, the different things. So now that I think about it, yes, I think he would be willing to use, you know, any of those curses. But the one I do wonder is I don't know if he'd be able to use Imperio because I think Ahsoka is strong-willed enough and has enough force power that she would not be able to be brain controlled in that sense. And I also think that she's gone through enough wars and enough battles that Crucio, (laughs) that'll just, that won't phase her. So it's basically going to come down to can he get the killing curse on her and can a lightsaber block it? Like that. And also what you brought up earlier though, Damon, she is very yeah. acrobatic. Yeah. Like, I mean, you watch Cold Wars and just the battle she has with Darth Vader <laughs> in Rebels, she's all over the place. Like, she's bouncing up and down all over. And, like, that's part of the reason why she almost beat him was her agility and her being able to, you know, dodge this way, dodge that way. So I think she'd be able to dodge a curse. But as we've been saying, Dumbledore doesn't even have to say a word and he can get a curse out. So, like, that's... I didn't think I was going to have this much of a, you know, hard time trying to decide, because Ahsoka, to me, is the character of Clone Wars, obviously. And and she's obviously a really established character by the time she's introduced in Rebels. And hopefully, if the rumors are true, the Mandalorian. That's a spoiler. Um... But now that I think about it, because as we've explained, yes, Dumbledore is a dick and he is a villain in some ways. Because, but it's, he tries to justify it. Whether he's right or wrong, that's that's a different subject. So I think he would be able. All he needs is one shot, you know, one pod, one, you know. You know, maybe he can be Eminem, you know, he'd be on eight mile, he could be you know, he could be jamming and he just needs that one shot, one opportunity, there he goes. Um, so now that I think about it, I'm gonna go oh. with Dumbledore here. I know earlier we were talking about how Gandalf's old, but I think it'd be just too easy to go with, Oh well, youth wins and you know, so I think we gotta have a balance to it. I think this time around, Ahsoka doesn't have the armor Okay, she doesn't have the brains of a T'Challa. You know, yes, she has the experience, but just because you're experienced doesn't mean you're intelligent. I'm not saying she's dumb, but I just think she might not be as smart as like T'Challa would with something. So I think at the end of the day, I think Dumbledore finally would get a shot off um, and just evade cadaver her, unfortunately, and that would be the end of it. What do you think, Damon? My vote mm. is for Ahsoka. I think if it, I, I think her force powers are going to be a lot stronger than we give her credit for. And in a fight like this, she's going to bring it. Um, you know, because I think she's even learned more than since her fight with Vader, you know. Um, you know, so I, I feel like going forward with that, I feel like she's going to be able to dodge and use her, the force to evade enough enough magic to be able to get a killing strike because all she needs guys is one little yeah and he's gone so that's all 
that's all she needs. All right. I vote for So I guess I got the tiebreaker. Uh, man, this is, yeah, this is not what I expected to be like really a tough match, but it's really tough. I mean, we've, we've elaborated a lot and gone into it. I, it's such an equal match. Um, I think ultimately, like Chris said, it comes down to the killing curse versus the lightsaber. Um, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm certainly more well-versed in the Harry Potter universe than in the Star Wars universe, but I think the lightsaber serves to, you know, block projectiles and, and block blaster shots. The lightsaber is incredible. Chris brought up, I love that you brought up that it's practically a living being itself. That's really fascinating to me. Um, end of the day, you know, we know of one case, one case in the entire Harry Potter universe arguably two but it was the same reason that the killing curse has not worked it's the same person it was harry potter and it was because of the greatest magic of all love of his mother's sacrifice um other than that <laughs> the curse has got a pretty great track record you know it's there's a reason it's an unforgivable curse it's kind of the big the big f word of the harry potter universe i mean it's it's a shocking thing to do uh and I just think that that would take the edge. I think, you know, I'm picturing, we do this all the time. Damon and I do this all the time in this podcast. We picture this in like a scope of a movie, right? I think this would be an incredibly shocking and tragic scene, right? Dumbledore pulling yeah. the Avada Kedavra on our girl Ahsoka and her just dropping lifeless. I would lose my mind. Uh, yeah, I would hate Dumbledore uh, for the rest of my life. I would rethink that tattoo i'm gonna get someday of one of his quotes uh <laughs> i just you know i think that's the deciding factor i i don't want to discount ahsoka i agree with all the points made about her she is is one of the most capable not just clone wars or rebels star wars characters bar none you know legends all of that i think she especially i'm so hyped again if, if it's true if we get to see her in mando season two or season three or whenever I'm excited to see at what point she's at skill wise, you know, she's going to be a way more capable, I think, you know, at that point in her life. But I think it, again, it just comes down to that killing curse. And I think that's where Dumbledore takes the edge. So I'm going to say this, I'm going to say it goes to, to Dumbledore. It's, it's well-deserved. I, I believe, you know, I, I think it could really go either way. I think if this fight happens like a hundred times, yeah. it it's a pretty close split. There so. it goes. A million, a million shots poured out for our girl Ahsoka. I hate doing it. Mm. May the force be with you, girl. Yes. All right, guys. All ready for the next battle. Well, entering the ring at a very short height, all the way from Winterfell, she is the youngest daughter of the Stark family. She is trained with the great swordsman Sirio Pharrell, hid under the nose of the Lannisters as a servant. She was trained as a faceless man at the House of Black and White. She successfully kills the Freys in ending their male line. She was the one who slain the Night King during the Battle of Winterfell. She has one of the best friendships in Game of Thrones with the Hound. She is yeah. Arya Stark. Oh, I love her. Oh, all right. And then, in the ring, already, since he is the fastest man alive, all the way from Central City, Don in his trademark red suit with his red locks blending in. He is gifted with super speed thanks to being able to wield the speed force. He is one of the founding members of the Teen Titans. He was forgotten about for years while being trapped in the speed force. 
He's also gifted with superhuman strength, endurance, accelerated healing, can create strong winds, travel through time, and different dimensions. He can also manipulate the electrical energy his body generates. And, you know, this guy can even stop time altogether. He's not your dad's speedster. It's Wally West. The Flash. Uh, So, we have the battle of the speedster and Arya Stark, the killer of the Night King. Chris, break it down. Oh, man, now that I think about it, this is going to be a little uh, harder than I thought because originally it's like, okay, you have Wally West here, who's the fastest man alive and can easily thwart any attack just by taking one step. But on the same token, Arya can change her face. She could be anybody. Like, for example, she can be, if we're going based upon, you know, depending <laughs> on what storyline of Wally West, she could be one of his kids. And why would Wally West want to kill it? You wouldn't kill his kid. It's funny you say that. You laugh now. You laugh now. But she can, she can use any face she wants. <laughs> In theory, she can be his wife. And be like, boom. Like, she can sucker him into any way. But at the same time, he's fast enough if he sees that knife, if he sees that dagger, he would be quick <laughs> enough to avoid the Night King. Correct. <laughs> um, unfortunately, the Night King just ran out of time. Um, but yeah, Wally West, it's funny because like when I thought about all the different flashes to pick for DC, I could have gone with the more popular Barry Allen of his uh, TV show. But I've always felt that Wally West was the best one of them all. But mm. primarily because I loved him on uh, Justice League. But um, but all the, all together, like I said, I'm gonna have to like give this to you, Damon. I mean, because like in my head, I still am undecided. Like because to me, the, it's the faceless versus the speed. Like. Is Wally going to be quick enough to realize that she's tricked him? Because he's been tricked before. I mean, one of his villains is, well, the Tricksters. So, I mean, he can be tricked. Um, and, he's a, <laughs> and he's a Joker himself, sarcastically, not the Joker. Um, Those are all ahead, fair man. points. Um, but I have to say, the question has to remain, can Arya come to the ring? Is this fight, like... All of a sudden, does he like does does can she surprise him? Is it like prearranged? Because I feel like you know, with the basis we're going with, they're they you know they know the matchup already, and so I feel like he would already know it's Arya. So even if she were to use her faceless man powers, it wouldn't help so much unless unless she gains the abilities of the face she wears, in which case. She could wear Wally's face, and then yeah. Well, I guess it has to be someone she kills, correct? Yeah. Mm. So, well, maybe she killed a uh, Barry. Maybe Arya <laughs> is a is a speedster now. I would I would assume she would kill like if she were to go that route, like you know, so you know, Thawne or something, you know, because that way she'd be more of a villain. That's true. 
right? Let's, let's go with Vaughn. Reverse flash. Say Arya's reverse flash, and she can run just as fast as Wally. Maybe not as fast, you know. I believe Wally was really is the fastest. I think he, he had a race uh, recently. I'm not sure. I, I've not read that comic. Uh, Kyle, you are the comic expert in regards to so, this. So, <laughs> uh, I believe you're referring you know? to the, the Flash War storyline. Um, it was only a couple of years ago. I think it was maybe last year. Uh, yeah, Barry and Wally ended up racing. Um, there's a lot of other factors that come into this. There was an emotional breakdown from Wally, but it turned out that he actually proved to be faster than Barry in this case. Um, both of them their combined speed managed to break time itself. I mean, it's a classic flash story, right? Uh, but yeah, he ultimately came out the winner of that race. Um, so I, I love that, you know, this is, uh, Wally is, uh, Chris's champion. He, he picked, uh, Wally from our, our three DC picks. Um, I was really happy. We got a flash. Um, my personal favorite is Barry. I go the traditional route, not only because of the comparisons I get to Grant Gustin literally every day, uh but i also just i go you know i'm a classic i i love i grew up reading um dc comics and one of the first that i really fell in love with were the barry barry allen stories that being said close after that was mark rade mark wade's run in the 90s on wally west and then you know chris said it justice league and young justice really sold me on wally west i think he's uh, an incredible character um for me this is going to be the first one that it Feel, I won't. I won't go as far as saying no brainer because Arya can certainly hold her own, but I think this is ultimately it. Com- it comes down to the fact that this is the fastest man alive. He's faster than Barry. He routinely. I mean, Barry does it more often, but routinely travels back in time, whether he means to or not. Uh, again, you know, if we're talking about recent comic events, there was a, a story called Heroes in Crisis. You know, DC does their their crisis events all the time. This is the most recent one. It was about heroes who were suffering from PTSD. And the big twist of it, I guess, spoiler alert, it's been out for a year and a half now. Um, The big twist is that uh, none other than Wally West was the one who had been murdering the patients at this, this, uh, I guess, rehab facility called the Sanctuary, um, where heroes were going to cope with their PTSD. Wally West was the one murdering them. there was a lot of factors again he had lost control of his abilities for only a brief moment but just that moment resulted in the deaths of people like booster gold and harley quinn um it you know it came out in a massive burst of speed force energy that still managed to kill you know all those those heroes so again you know that's kind of the dangerous side of wally west like he that was a very rare moment of of true evil for this character he is a hero i mean through and through but if he snaps and something like that happens, if he loses control, that's an incredible amount of power that is being lost control of. You know, he, he could easily, that could easily happen with Arya. And you guys said it, I'm going to use it as an argument against Arya. If she, you know, does the face of, of say, let's say Barry, or let's say Linda Park or someone Wally loves, I think he's smart enough to know that that means that she killed them. And, that might make him snap. And if it doesn't, he's still the flash and he is angry at this point. So I think that I, I think this one goes to Wally. Now I, I, I don't want to discount Arya. I love Arya. She's one of my favorites from game of Thrones. I was so glad Damon picked her and she was the one that came out of the, the game of Thrones uh, world. Um, I think that her killing the night King 
while the Night King ultimately being a disappointing kind of end to his story, I think that it was such an earned moment for her, um, you know, through the eight seasons of Game of Thrones. She had such a cool arc. Um, and I love that the, they gave that character, you know, I think it was a lot of people expected it to be John, and I would have been fine with that. But I love that it was Arya with the last minute swerve. Um, that that really awesome move too that's kind of been copied already where she drops the knife and and kills him um so i I love that for her but i just at the end of the day i think it's it's going to go to speed and it's going to go to the fact that wally is just again he's a truly like dangerous character i don't want to go there because i love that he's a hero first and foremost and you know i can only take so many elseworld stories where these people are, are villains but i think that wally again given the context we're all we're talking about fights to the death for all of these characters and i i think that given the context he's he's got that upper edge of just being faster than her and being you know we see it all the time on the you know we're talking about comics but talking about the 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 cw show we see it all the time how they can vibrate their hands and like pierce someone's chest just like a knife you know um so I hate to think of him going that far, but I think that it could happen. So I, my pick is, is Wally West so far. Okay. So great points. Um, I don't have anything to disagree with really, because like you said, even if she were to get the face of another speedster, Wally's still faster. So he probably would still come out on top. Um, like I love my girl Aria. And I, I think the problem with a weakness that was going to befall anyone we picked as Game of Thrones champion is all the main characters, really, all the yeah. entertaining ones were all just normal people. They were just normal people doing their best, you know, just surviving these supernatural, crazy White Walkers. And, but other than that, just trying to survive in these wars and, and fight another day, you know, and Arya Stark was what we, who we decided on, but if we'd gone with Jon Snow, Brienne, <laughs> um, if we'd gone with Samwell, you know, if we'd gone with the Night King, the Night, you know, maybe the Night King would have maybe given Wally a, a run <laughs> for his money. But that's another podcast for another day. But for Arya's sake, I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, did you want to say anything else, Chris, before we throw throw down our votes? Uh, yeah, it's funny that we keep bringing up all these different things, but the one thing we uh, didn't kind of bring up in our little debate of whether which one to pick is yeah. Wally West has um, the ability to heal himself. So, like, even if Ario, who is skilled with a dagger, is able to stab him, he would have the ability to quickly heal himself enough to come back like she would have to behead him which I don't know like if she's given a sword (laughs) or not or if she has to try to use a dagger which I mean that would be fun Uh, (laughs) trying to you know saw that would be uh, quite the visual but but yeah he has the ability to heal himself which I know part of the reason we didn't want to go with like a Wolverine or a Superman, or something like that, was because of that thing. They're basically invincible. But now that I think about it, you know, Wally West is that's pretty invincible. I mean, you would have to you would have to basically behead him in order to kill him. Um, yeah, you can kill him if you just continuously destroy him. 
you know, like punching wise, if you're um, another speedster, you know, wear him out, you know, speed by speed. But as a regular human, he'd have to be trying to, which on that note, he can vibrate his whole <laughs> body to the point to where the blade doesn't even go, just goes right through him, but doesn't even bother, just says whoop, you know, so. You bring it up, Kyle. You know, I didn't want to think it'd be a runaway. Because I don't think any of these are going to be runaways. But I don't find a way where Wally West would lose to Arya Stark. No offense to her. I'm not trying to diss her at all. But it's just, I can't see any way where she would be able to, even if, like I said, even if she's able to stab him, he can heal it back up. Even if she's able to try to behead him, he can vibrate his body to the point to where the knife goes all the way through him and nothing happens. Like she's just going through a like basically invisible force field, so to speak. So now that I think about it, Wally West would be the pick. So uh, Damon, I guess that'd be that. Yeah, good. I'm going to have to go with my boy Wally on this one. And yep. we already know Kyle, I believe, it's voted Wally. for Wally, so it's a clean sweep. R.I.P. Aria. Wally West moves on. <laughs> Yes, indeed. All right, guys. So we have one more match for this first round. And then that means we move on to the second one after this, guys. And we get a little step closer to figuring out who yep. the winner of this this uh, inaugural bracket is. So entering the ring for this final first round battle, all the way from Sunnydale, California. She's one of many slayers, sworn to protect the world from evil. She has granted superhuman strength, senses, and the ability to kick ass. She was once on the side of evil, but has since reformed to take on the evil dead once more. She is skilled in most hand-to-hand weapons in combat. She is always five by five. She is Faith Lahane. (laughs) Oh, Eliza (laughs) Dushku is amazing. She's one of my crushes. Uh, She was uh, a crush. (laughs) She still is my crush. I don't know why I'm saying growing up. (laughs) This is true. This is very true for all of us, I believe. Yeah. Entering the ring, hailing from the Earth Kingdom, she lived a relatively normal life until it was revealed she was the Avatar. She prevented the resurgence of the Yellow Neck Uprising, stopped Fire Lord Zoryu from the massacring the disgraced Salwan clan, defeated an attempted takeover by Chin the Conqueror. She founded Kyoshi Island and the Kyoshi Warriors to protect her adopted homeland safe. She founded the Dali of Bossing Se. In the Dali, well, I just said that, her abilities include being able to earthbend so well she separated her home peninsula from the Earth Kingdom mainland. She learned a dust step or float in the air by summoning dust. She was skilled in fire breathing. She could freeze the heart and lungs of her enemies on the battlefield. She was very skilled with her Tisenshutsu, a pair of golden metallic war fans. She is one of the most revered people in her universe. Badass. It's Avatar Kiyoshi. <laughs> Earth Kingdom represent. Okay, so we have the Buffyverse versus the Avatar universe. Oh, man. Uh, so, um, obviously, a little bias here that Faith is my favorite character <laughs> in Buffy. Um, <laughs> maybe because of Elijah's <laughs> issue. Maybe not. Maybe. Um, but then, you know, maybe I was a little late bloomer to this, but I watched all of Avatar in the <laughs> summertime because, as we all did, we had nothing <laughs> else to do. 
happen in this uh, <laughs> Well, the, we have a lot of free time, you know? Netflix was available for everybody. Um, and at first, when we thought about, you know, picking somebody from the Avatar universe, I was going to go with Tope, because, like, she's my favorite character. Because she's just sarcastic, badass, and smartass, you know. But then, then they go through the, you know, the history of the avatars before Aang, and Kyoshi's the one avatar that stood out more than any other ones. Mostly because she was female, but secondly, because just the way her, her backstory, she is legitimately a badass. Like, and it's funny because growing up watching Buffy, the badass was Faith. <laughs> like, you can tell every girl wanted to be Faith if they wanted to be a badass. Okay, you had your your goody two shoes over here in Buffy, but then you had your badass like in Faith. Like, so the definition of a badass female, this is like the perfect battle. Okay, like so, and I was kind of hoping when we would because we randomized the draw <laughs> between all eight. I was kind of hoping this wasn't going to be a first round matchup because I kind of wanted, you know, some the females to have, you know, their fair share against the males, you know. I mean, we did have, you know, Ahsoka versus Dumbledore, obviously, and Arya versus Wally. So kind of breaking it down. But um, so in this type of battle, like I said, everything's at the, you know, everything's available. I just can't find faith to survive the ability of Kyoshi just using the water to just freeze her lungs and just snap her in half like that or throw a rock at her head, you know, just not even a rock, but a whole continent, just, you know, just a couple boulders, just toss it to the side or set her up, you know, some fire. But at the same time, Faith, because she's a slayer, um, she can hold her own with her strength. And, you know, she can hold her own with her resiliency because, like, between the multiple battles through the uh, Buffy verse that she had, you know, the battle she had against Buffy or the, the fight she had against, you know, Angel, you know, like, the different fights she's had, she's been able to hold her own in every single fight. Um, so, again, like the other ones, I'm going to have to give this to you, Damon. Who do you think? I think it's about you, you know I, I do love the parallel of the two because you know like we've been mentioning in each fight you know do they have the willingness to kill somebody <laughs> these two have no problem at all not one bit all right so they're just ready to throw down all right now if you were to say Kiyoshi couldn't bend that would be a really amazing fight. And I would love to watch that throwdown. But as soon as Kiyoshi enters the Avatar state, it's game over. As soon as she decides to freeze her lungs or heart, it's game over. She could crisp her with the fireball from her breath. She could like literally just like crumble a building down on her and then flood the building and then freeze it all. Like I, I, a number of ways I could come up with. Like, like I love my girl Faith. Um, I love her story. The redemption arc is amazing. Her her uh, episodes in Angel are some of my favorite, if not my favorite. And so, I I love her to death. 
but you know, she, I, I just feel like she had easily has the upper so, hand. Uh, so much like Chris, uh, what do you think, I was a very late bloomer with Last Airbender. Um, to the point where I, I actually just finished the show, and this is my first time watching it. Probably like maybe a couple weeks to a month ago. Um, I loved it. I Kiyoshi was a big standout to me for as little as I saw of her. You know, I and initially going into this didn't think I had a lot of information on her, but even with the information we get from the show, I mean, she is a formidable character. Like Chris said, uh, there's a reason that she is the avatar that's you know brought up all the time. She's the one that kind of has that. Um, I guess you could say infamy. Um, I'm really eager to check out the the two novels that have been released about her, uh, kind of her origin story, if you will. But just from the information we get from her um, in the show, I think that she, yeah, I mean, you guys brought it up with like the ability to to freeze someone's lungs and and those those fans, like, and this is all not even mentioning faith. I mean, I. So again, you know, I, I feel a little behind, but I'm, I'm working my way through Buffy and, and Angel right now. Um, I've gotten to the point where Faith has, has moved over to, you know, to Angel and she's, she's on the track to redemption. Um, but, you know, on the track to redemption does not mean that you can, you know, easily put away those killer instincts. You know, I, I think that she is, I mean, just a kick-ass character in general. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that, if this were a a conversation of just her versus anyone in the Buffy verse, you know, not counting like a vampire or a god, like her versus Buffy or, or Willow, even, I think it's almost going to go to Faith. You know, I, I think that she, again, she has that edge because she's got that killer instinct. Um, but with her and Kiyoshi, Damon, I love what you said that they're matched up because they have no qualms about killing each other. <laughs> so I think this would be the most brutal fight of all. You know, they would just go at it right away. There would be no negotiating, no conversation. I mean, they're just going to fight. Uh, and I think that it's going to, I'm leaning towards Kiyoshi right now just because, uh, again, like we've gotten, it's, it's impressive for a character to have so much infamy and so much notoriety for as little information as there is about her, you know, uh, I, I would say there's more information out there than what I have currently, but even so, I mean, she's a character that we really only get to see uh, represented um, talking in the past tense about her in, in the last airbender. But I would say like standout scene, man, I haven't talked much about last airbender. I'm saving it for when we eventually do a podcast and I can just word vomit. Cause I love this show, but uh it's happening very soon. We have we've definitely have it's some ideas in the works. Um, but uh, standout scene for sure is her confessing to her defeat of Chin. Right, just that's a chilling scene. I mean, it really is. Just the way she describes it, it's like, like yeah, I fucking killed him. Like <laughs> I am who I am. Like I am. I am gonna do what I need to do. Right, and the fact that she just shows up admits to it all and then just leaves Aang to deal with the consequences. Like, I love it, man. It's such a badass move on her part. Um, so I think that like, this is an example, especially, you know, faith is like the spunkiest character in the Buffyverse. They're also, I said there wouldn't be much conversation, but they're also going to come to this with some, some BDE, man. They're going to come to this fight. Like, yeah, I'm going to kill you. Like, I have no qualms about this. I am going to kill you. There's no question in my mind. So 
confidence is a big factor in fights in general. And I think that these two ladies have, have more than enough confidence going into the fight. But as far as like winners, I I'm again, I'm leaning towards Kiyoshi, but I would love to hear some more on, on both sides. So what do you guys think? So I, I just want to mention that, you know, apparently a Buffy reboot oh God. slash sequel of weird? some sort is happening supposedly whether whether Whedon is connected to it or not, I don't know. Um, I don't know if I want Whedon uh, connected to it. Not to jump in, but based upon the allegations and what I heard in regards to um, the Justice League, I don't connect to. I, I try to hope he's not involved, but yeah. I believe that's his... property. A very tough sword, I guess a tough way to look so, at it. I mean. But if, you know, if it does happen without, you know, in this hypothetical maybe, what if, you know, I would love to see Faith come on mm-hmm. in some yeah. sort of like, you know, Slayer mentor role. Like the Elder Slayers, you know, that'd be kind of a thing. Like they're like almost like the, the new council. So like I would love that. Because Eliza Dushku is still a talented, amazing actress. So to see her being Faith, but more <laughs> mature, you know, maybe a little chiller. You there know, you go. <laughs> she kind of found Faith. No pun intended, right? Fully um, intended, guys. Fully. Completely. Um, oh, yeah. But, you know, I, I just wanted to say that because uh, she is such a great character, so complex. Um, you know, of course, I don't want to discount her because she is a slayer, which, you know, her literally those powers and give her power to kill. It's literally what they're for. So, you know, she'll have a shot, but I I, I don't I don't know. Do you have anything else to, to add, uh, Chris? Um. Yeah. So I kind of thought to myself. Um, so when we were doing this, you know. I was wondering, like, what all was on the table, because, like, for Kyoshi, she's an avatar. So, like, once she gets into that state, who of these other champions could even beat her? You know what I'm saying? Like, because at that point, she's practically a god, you know? So that was one thing that I was kind of trying to debate in regards to, because I didn't want a situation where you had one character just steamroll everybody, you know? So, but if we're going based on a fight to the death and you got to use whatever available, why wouldn't she go that route? You know, like, she's trying to live. So, obviously she's going to, you know, use some water bending and just, you know, crush her lungs and call it a day, you know? Um, or just throw a building on top of her, or set her on fire, whichever way she wants well, to do it, you know, or blow her across the world, you know, all of them, you know, just, or whichever way she wants to go that way. But we're, we would kind of, we wouldn't be doing this podcast justice if she didn't have those abilities with her, you know. So if I'm going to go to decide who I would go with, I would most likely go with her because, like I said, I just don't think, because Buffy, I'm sorry, Faith, while she does have um, 
little more strength. End of the day, she's still human. You know, like that's one of the things about slayers. Like, yes, they have a little more strength and they're a little they're they're wit they're a little bit more witty. You know, they have a little more brain power, I guess, you know, they're smarter. But at the end of the day, they're still just humans, much like Arya. Um, you know, it's the same premise. At the end of the day, you're just a human going against someone who's just way too more powerful than you. And at the end of the day, power is just gonna, you know, win out. And in this case, uh, would win out over Faith, I think. So that was my I also have to vote for Kiyoshi, Kyle. Clean sweep for a girl. (laughs) Uh, she wins. I don't know if she's ever really lost a battle. Um, I have to read those books to find out. But uh, pour one out for a girl, Faith. <laughs> All right, folks. Ooh, well, that means yikes. That's a good point. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I don't know if you want that because I mean, look what happened to Zane. <laughs> just saying, just saying, just saying. You know, I don't know. Can you handle that? You know. <laughs> so that that finishes the first round, y'all. Um, that leads us mm. to the final four, and it's a very formidable four, a fantastic four, a final four, and it's going to be Black Panther versus Dumbledore, guys. So let's talk about that matchup. Chris, what are your first? You know, it's kind of funny because we're going to go based upon, you know, that the fact that T'Challa is a very intelligent guy. Um, he's one of the smartest characters. So and he's a very good strategist. Well, let's go back to his first round matchup. What did he face? A wizard. Okay, he faced a wizard and he was able to defeat a wizard the first time around. So would we think that Dumbledore is, last I checked, is a wizard. So T'Challa would have the ability to at least know what he's going up against. I'm not saying that Gandalf and Dumbledore are the same guy. But at least he would have some ability to know what he's facing. As opposed to, say, if he went from Gandalf to now facing Wally West. You know, the complete different type of elements in play. At least there's a little bit more similarity elements, so he'd be able to at least strategize that part. Um, This goes back to what we talked about with Ahsoka. And Dumbledore, he just needs to flick that wrist and, you know, say the magic words. And I know Vibranium can withhold a lot, but can it withhold the killing curse, Damon? I don't don't think it can. (laughs) That's one I don't know the That's answer. That's what to we're that here question. for to answer those questions, Chris. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, maybe I have you it. have the answer. I don't know. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, in the podcast, we're over. That's really? it. So, like, that, that's really what it comes down to. Once again, uh, you know, tons of other factors, but can something break through? that vibranium suit because if not Black Panther's this in the bag but if it can then then I mean Dumbledore just has to hit one but that doesn't mean he's going to Black Panther is pretty acrobatic just like Ahsoka maybe not as but he's very agile has great senses Um, I think he would be able to handle it and I don't know I, I think he could get in close if he could get in close it's over but 
Dumbledore could keep him far away pretty easily, I feel like, if he strikes first. And that would that would really be kind of the crux of the situation. Whoever strikes first, and then the durability so, uh, of the Black Panther just a, I want to know because I kind of in my head have a clear winner, but I want to just note real quick. I love that these two ended up together because again, you know, Chris, you mentioned we already had Black Panther with the wizard with Gandalf, but this is very different. I love that these two represent. We've already we've kind of dunked on Dumbledore a bit, but these two represent the good and bad sides of leadership, right? Black Panther is, in his solo movie, uh, and again, we're talking about Black Panther from the comics, I understand, but uh, just to like go back to his beginnings as a king, before he's even become fully a king, already has such a good head on his shoulders, knows how to lead a country, right? Dumbledore, like we said, certainly is an incredible wizard, an incredible leader in some aspects, but... I think that the decisions he makes sometimes hurts his quote-unquote army, right? He he leads an army just like Black Panther does, not in the explicit sense like we see in Wakanda, but, I mean, there is a, a group named Dumbledore's Army. Like, Dumbledore commands an army in the Wizarding, Wizarding War. Um, and I think that Black Panther... I think that Dumbledore works as a behind-the-scenes leader, a chess master who is manipulating moves and manipula- manipulating people not only on the other side, but also on his own side. He's manipulating people who trust him. Black Panther is a leader in every sense of the word and that he, the key difference here is that he trusts people. He trusts Shuri. He trusts Okoye. He trusts, eventually he trusts M'Baku. It's a great character arc for the two of them. He trusts... Um, Lupita Nyong'o's character, who I unfortunately cannot remember the name of, Nakia. Nakia. He trusts Nakia. Uh, you know, that's a key difference in leadership styles, right? Yes. He is just as willing to be taught as he is to lead. Um, I think that's huge, especially for how young he is. I mean, he suffers the loss of his father, is kind of thrust into this role as a king, and ultimately leans on the people that he trusts. It's a big key difference between these two people. Um, but if we're breaking down just the fight itself, I think it goes back to everything we said about Dumbledore versus Ahsoka. This is a very similar matchup, right? I mean, Black Panther has an incredible suit at his expense. I mean, as at his, uh, he has that suit to protect him. He has those claws. He's incredibly agile. Um, again, he's really smart and resourceful. But I mean, Dumbledore has. <laughs> it's kind of the end all be all curse, right? Like it's almost, it feels like a, not a cop out, but just like, that's, that's the end all be all curse. I think that the only way, and you know, this is, this is bending the rules. So I don't think it's going to be a deciding factor. I think the only way Black Panther would get away with it is because like I said earlier, he leans on people and he trusts people and loves people. I think the only way he gets out of this is a, is a twist where someone protects him and we get another version of Harry and the killing curse doesn't work. You know, Okoye throws herself in front of her or, or Shuri. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen because I, I don't want to bend the rules like that. This is Black Panther's fight, but I think that's the only way he escapes out of this alive. Otherwise, man, <laughs> I hate to say it. I, I didn't expect this. I expected Black Panther to make it to the final, uh, you know, the, the final two. But I think this is Dumbledore's match to win just because again, we've said this already in his last match, he's ruthless, he's willing to do it, 
uh, we've, I think we agreed on that. If he believes it's for the greater good, um, I think it would be harder for him to decide that with Black Panther than with Ahsoka. No shots on Ahsoka whatsoever, but I think that he would see Black Panther as a bit of an equal, you know, as someone who is also a leader someone who commands an army, someone who also is trying to fight for the greater good. So I think there would be a conflict there. But again, if Dumbledore, he's a man that if he decides something is for the greater good, nothing will deter him from that. And he will always fight for that. And I think that it's going to come down to that in this fight. And he's ultimately going to cast that curse on, on T'Challa. Uh, so I think I, I lean towards Dumbledore in this. Okay, so maybe let me allow me to sway you. So, from what I've I've read, which is just a little, thank you, Wiki. Um, apparently, Black Panther did some work with Doctor Strange and weaved some mm. some magic into his suit, which I believe is called shadow physics, and apparently it helps absorb magic. Now, I'm not saying it would absorb the killing curse, but I am saying there is precedent That's for really his suit absorbing magic. I love that you brought that up. Chris, what do you think? Now that I'm thinking about it, uh, I was going to go back to the fight with Ahsoka because we were going to bring up the different curses. I do want to say that um, T'Challa will not be a victim of Definitely. the uh, Crucio. Uh, or because I think he's strong-willed enough to withhold that. Um, and same thing with Imperio. I think he's strong enough to now. It's very possible that Dumbledore can strike some Crucio or you know do the uh, Fury, um, and that could be what the vibranium absorbs. And then, but the point is, what if that destroys enough of the vibranium to where then? can come back with that final blow you know, about a cadaver after he's basically burned up his suit. Well, that's, the, and then that's not what happens off. to Vibranium, though. It absorbs it. And... it but, but how much? Like, I understand, but also the, the, the theory of that is, though, Doctor Strange, great sorcerer, but, I mean, are we talking that Dumbledore's a better yeah. sorcerer than Doctor Strange? What where I'm sure it would be that, but that's a different podcast. But um, the reason why I bring that up is because what if Black Panther's suit was, you know, women with that type of ability to withhold a sorcerer with the strength of, say, like I said, Doctor Strange? Well, what if Dumbledore's an even more powerful sorcerer than that? So the magic coming from him we, might be powerful. Okay. So it might be stronger. It might be able to withhold Do- that absorbent Doctor Strange and blow right by supreme. it. I know if Dumbledore is stronger than that. Like he's considered the strongest warlock That's in a debate. Film, That's like a that debate. dimension in Marvel Comics I believe if I'm not mistaken. That's like a whole dimension. Like not just Earth but all the other planets. So like, I don't know. well, I mean, on the on the flip side of that, though, I mean, the Harry Potter universe only talks about Earth. For all we know, if if they had explored beyond Space that, Wizards. Dumbledore would have 
his toe into beyond just what was available to him in that universe. But obviously, we can only go based upon what he's been, you know, what we've been told. Because <laughs> we can't, you know, assume. Well, you know, there's planet Pluto over there. Exactly. He knows all that too. Or all I can, all I can go off yeah. of is the fact that he does have a suit that is known to absorb magic. So we don't. That's a very good question. question. We I don't I, I don't know yeah, if we, we can question. figure that out. Um, what do you think, Damon? I love that you brought that up because the way that these respective universes explore magic is so interesting and so different. Um, I love the Harry Potter series more than pretty much any other story, but I, I think that as much as I love the world building and the way they explore magic, it's very contained to our universe and to earth and to, you know, real life adjacent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, you know, we, we really see magic as this great kind <laughs> of, uh, you know, asset to, to people, to real people, but to, to, you know, to, human beings who are who are using it abusing it sometimes but using it to their um as their ally but i think with the marvel universe magic is like so much more expansive and so much more all-encompassing uh i mean we get different dimensions we get different universes so bringing that into account because we did you know we didn't say the mcu we said the marvel comics universe that encapsulates all of that magic I think Doctor Strange, I'm not familiar with the time that he he uh, gave Black Panther this suit. Uh, it sounds right to me. Again, they are they are far more familiar with each other in the comics than we see in the movies. Um, but I love that idea because Doctor Strange is, is no slouch. You know, he is he's able to craft something incredible like that. So coming into that fight with that Black Panther, I think like that almost Damon, you said you were going to do it. Like that almost sways me because I think that Black Panther having that, and then on top of that, all the things we already said. You know, the fact that he is coming into it with some incredible strategy. Um, now, this is where I I said he beat Ahsoka. I mean, I'm sorry, he beat Gandalf. But this is where Dumbledore I think would match him. You know, Dumbledore, like we said, is just a chess master. So I think that he has thought about this battle years before it's going to happen. <laughs> um, and so it's going to be an really really close match but black panther bringing in that suit i think that kind of takes it man like and again you, you you talk about him getting in close i think if he had the suit and dumbledore tried it i mean imagine this dumbledore tries avada kedavra and it doesn't work like what do you do then well, I mean, black panther has the advantage there i think it would be the rare moment when you see dumbledore caught off guard and you see dumbledore surprised like he would not know what to do and I think that's where Black Panther would strike and maybe, you know, cast the, the killing blow. So I think I think my ultimately my pick is, is Black Panther. Chris, your vote? Uh, now that I was uh, I was kind of visualizing that type of situation, actual Kyle, um, uh, Kyle, I was kind of looking at it like, say, Dumbledore, you know, he says about a cadaver and then just Black Panther just, he gets hit and he falls back. But he lives like he stands up like Dumbledore thinks he's won, and then yeah. you see Black Panther like rise back up <laughs> and then like Dumbledore is like completely defenseless at that point like he's like what do I gotta do um, so at that point like in the visualization of that I can easily see it that way 
And now that I'm thinking of it, because of that information you give me, Dana, not knowing, because I don't want to like say that vibranium is basically the get out of jail free card, but at this point in the way we've been told about that element, um, it basically is the get out of jail free card because we have not been told anything nor shown anything based upon the evidence in the comic books that any type of magic like if that power would destroy it. So <laughs> that being said, I would have to go again with T'Challa. Uh, T'Challa would now be known as the yes. Wizard Killer. He's, uh, he has taken I out two powerful that. wizards. It makes him more badass back now. To back <laughs> He's to the beard the killer. This is amazing. I love it. Yeah, because I mean, I'm voting for, for T'Challa as well. It's a clean sweep because I, I wouldn't say it's a like a easy like game killer just in his suit it's just the fact that like you can't break through it that doesn't mean you can't hit him and take him down and break him down but it'd be harder and I don't think Dumbledore would be able to do yeah. that in time before Black Panther you know came in and took him down you know if Dumbledore maybe struck first with like if he knew the AK wouldn't work you know Maybe he wouldn't do that. He'd go at a very like physical approach, like uh, summoning things, a lot of like physical objects and hurling at them. You know, obstruction, obstructing them, obstructing his vision. That could be a, a good idea for him. But even then, I don't know if he'd be able to take him down with a killing blow. I, I just don't know. So I, I don't think Phoenix, it happens. Phoenix so, yeah, song for Pepper. Albus Dumbledore, so, the the wizard killer. <laughs> A struck. Wow. Raise your wands. All right, guys. So that, that was uh, battle one of the semifinals, and now we have battle two. We have Wally West, The Flash, versus Avatar Kiyoshi. Break it down. Um, now, this is very interesting because many people think that the Scarlet Speedster himself is a god. And then you have Kiyoshi, who, as an avatar is considered a literal god. So we actually finally have a matchup where it's like a god versus a god, in theory. So this is going to be a little bit more difficult to break down for me because, again, Kyoshi has the four elements in her back pocket. She can use any of them. But the one element she does not have is speed. Um... So, but then again, she can be speedful because of her elements, because she can just use the air, you know, and or earth or whichever. But at the same time, Wally West can dodge and avoid many different things. Now, would she be able to freeze his lungs? But in that case, wouldn't he be able to kind of counteract and be fast enough for to get away from that so she doesn't like have enough like what is the distance she has to be can she get close enough to him because he can excuse me he can just run around in circles and throw one lightning bolt at her and would she be able to dodge that you know Damon? that's a like, really good question like that opens bolt? up what I, I want to, you know, you know, we want to kind of focus on is like it really. That's what it is. Like, 
what is the reaction time of Wally West Flash? Like, especially in the comics, like, is he able to react to anything before it happens to him? Like, it's not that he has instincts per se. It's not like he's able to sense things happening to him. So, like, if she's able to get him off guard, would you be able to get a hit on him or at least maybe freeze his lungs? I mean, would not you be able to maybe freeze his lungs before he could get to you? Like, how long does that take to do? Does that take a second, a millisecond? Like, how long does that thought take for Kiyoshi to put into action to bend? And how long would it take Flash to throw a bolt or to literally run through her? You know, but also we don't know what he could do to her if she is in the avatar state. What, what do you think uh, that would present? I'm glad you mentioned uh, that. As far as problems I was going to bring it up, Flash I wanted if I she were in to think the about avatar an state. Interesting scenario. So the avatar state is kind of the end all be all of these characters, right? I mean, this is you guys know better than I do. I think you guys know the show better than I do, but I think that. This is kind of like the the OP godlike state of the Avatar. Um, let's also take into account, though. I hate to do it because I hate it being a, a loophole, but Wally West is a time traveler. I mean, he can run back in time at any point. I would say he's more he's more able to control that than Barry is. You know, Barry's classic t- stories of traveling back in time happen when he does it like on accident <laughs> um while i would think wally would learn from his mentor and be able to control that and travel back in time to before kiyoshi enters the avatar state perhaps even before she's even you know learns that she is the avatar and then it comes down to what is wally willing to do to someone at that age right i mean I hate to go there, like I hate to go there and bring time travel into it, but I I thought about that as soon as we got this matchup because it's a it's a great matchup. I mean, I love that Chris said these are basically two gods facing off because yeah, people wouldn't say that about the Flash, but he certainly earns that title. He's practically a god with his speed. Um, so it's an interesting scenario. I don't know how how far you can go with that, whether that works or not, but I think that that's a that's certainly something to think about. Because he could easily pull that card out last minute. Maybe she's beating him. Maybe he, she's freezing his lungs. Maybe she's, you know, pulling the upper hand, and then he just goes back in time. Maybe he disappears into the Speed Force. I mean, you know, the Speed Force is a really interesting concept in the comics. A lot of times, it's a prison for speedsters. A lot of times, they disappear into it, and then they're, you know, when they come back, they're more powerful. You know, they use it as a time to regenerate and to um, come back stronger. So. Maybe he disappears into the speed force, comes back at another time, or goes back in time, defeats her at a weak point for her. Uh, I know that, you know, again, her her past, I'm not super familiar with. I know it involves some tragedy with her bodyguard or her friend. Um, maybe he goes to that point, right when that person dies. Her weakest point, her, her, her mark of vulnerability and strikes. Again, I hate doing this. I hate vilifying my guy, Wally. <laughs> but maybe he's willing to do that. And maybe he travels to that point, And that's when he fights her. Um, so I, I think this is an, a really close match. It's, it's, it's practically an equal match. 
but I'm going to lean right now. I want to hear more from both of you, but right now I lean towards uh, Wally West. Okay. Okay. So let me see if I can have you lean in a little bit more to the other way because I'm travels fickle. So if you go back in time and do any of that, the <laughs> tournament doesn't even happen. He can't win the fight because Kiyoshi isn't even in the tournament. So therefore it doesn't solve the problem. He'll just have another fighter. So is he going to do that to that fighter paradox. and then need another fighter? And <laughs> it's just a constant loop of new competitors. <laughs> so never wins, man. You can't beat time. How many times must you learn, Flash? Come on now. But uh, not to cut in there, but that is correct. You can't go back in time to that point. <laughs> But he can definitely that's go back very, in time yeah, while that, in the yeah. fight itself. That is something that I was kind of... I understand what you're saying, Kyle, but that was kind of what I was hoping you would say. Like, say he's in the fight and he's getting his ass whooped. Like, she is throwing, she is bending things left and right. He is done for, like... He's on his last little bar of red. He is flashing. <laughs> like, he's, like continuously going in circles like you can see the you know finish him is coming up and then at that split second right as he says finish him he goes back in time to the point to where his bar goes all the way back up to full health and then he thinks to himself okay i tried to hit her with a lightning bolt first that didn't work let me try something different you know like because he would already know what happened what if I can get her before she can get to the Avatar state? What if I can just be sarcastic enough, level-headed enough with her to the point to where we're just trading blows, but I never get her to go into the Avatar state? Because she feels cocky enough that she doesn't need it. See, because we go back to the, the fight against Faith, and we were talking about this originally. The one thing she does not lack <laughs> is confidence. Okay. She probably has the most <laughs> BDE of all eight of these people, okay? She throws it on the table like, this is what you're getting, bam. You know, like, that's how she is, which, that's great. That's the one thing I love about her. But that cockiness can also come back to arrogance, and arrogance can always kick you in the ass. It's very possible that she can be overconfident in this fight. Because like, she, like we've said, she sees herself as a god. She probably sees all other gods as puny people. Okay. So while she might be like, okay, you can run fast. I'm not impressed. I can do this. Snap her fingers. Next thing you know, she's throwing rocks at him. But he's dodging everything. So I do think, now that I think about it, I think Wally West can win if he can get to her before she gets to the Avatar state. Which I think he can do because I think he is level-headed enough to make it seem like a balanced fight, a fair enough fight, but get her with a blow, whether that be he uses his fist and just vibrates right through her and pulls her heart out, <laughs> like you know, like one of those type of things. I know that sounds gruesome. I don't know if Wally has it in him, but you know what? This is life or death, buddy. That might be all you got. You know, so maybe that's where you were thinking about, Kyle. So what before, do you think, David? Before I, think we throw down the story, I just want y'all to think, though, about this. 
if I don't think Wally wins if he waits. If he lets the fight go longer than a minute, Kiyoshi is going to kill him. I like I like we said, Kiyoshi is not going to wait around. She's not pulling punch. If Wally's going to do that and kind of just chill, I don't have good confidence and faith in him at all. If it, what I think is what it comes down to is the is the quickness. If Wally attacks first, if it, like if he thinks he knows how dangerous Kyoshi is, which I don't think he does, because I don't think he knows about the Avatar. He he didn't need that against Faith. If anything, I think he is in a sense of Faith. And I think if he doesn't strike first and like just beat away and vibrate a a fist through a heart. I think she freezes his lungs and heart before he knows what's happening, and she wins. All right. uh, I think we should. I think we should take That's the all final votes. Um, I'm just gonna say I I what think man, to- this is like really tough. We've I think this is the match for you guys in particular. Both of you have brought the best arguments for both of these characters. Um, I am so split, so I am gonna be that guy. I hate to do it, and I'm gonna let you guys go first. So, Chris, what do you think? Final vote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man! So, uh, being first. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. But anyways, um, you know, you you brought up some interesting points there, Damon. Like, he needs to like do this real quick. But at the same time, Kyoshi, while she's a badass and everything, I kind of think <laughs> she's the type of person that likes to toy <laughs> with her victims. Well, you know, I don't know. I mean, you kind of get that, that she's like, I'm a, I'm a bitch, and this is what's going to happen. But I would not be surprised, now that I think about it, if Kyoshi just goes into the Avatar state from because she wants to get this over with. Like, she saw the battle she had with Faith and was like, okay, that's how this is going to be done? And then, like, right when that bell rings, she's in the Avatar state, and she just destroys the Flash. I know that sounds like a dickish thing for me to say, because we were talking about we kept on going back and forth to how both of them were powerful. But like I said, once she hits that Avatar state, I don't think anyone's going to stop her. I think she just freezes his lungs, snaps her fingers, and just coasts right into the finals. So I'm going right. to go with Kyoshi. Well, um, I am also you going to go me, both for of you. I, I was going into this thinking Wally West, and he's the one I'm more familiar with. You know, I, I, I again, I completely concede oh. uh, knowledge of the, the Airbender universe to the two of you. Um, I love my DC comics, but I just... Kiyoshi is such a formidable character. I'm so intrigued. Like I mentioned before, I'm so intrigued by those novels about how she came to be that that powerful being. Um, I just I'm so fascinated by this character. And yeah, I think that ultimately what this fight comes down to, and this is gonna be ironic, it's speed, but on her on her account. You know, she's gonna be the one when the fight starts, immediately like Avatar State. You're done. You're done. You know, I think she's immediately going to jump to that. So I'm going to have to go with with Miss Kiyoshi. All right. Another sweep. (laughs) 
well. I was not expecting that. Um, I guess I'm a better uh, persuader than I thought. <laughs> Good for me. So uh, that leads us to our showdown, the championship round. We have Black Panther versus Avatar Kiyoshi. And this is this is a good one, guys. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts? You know, we've um, it's basically what we built this down to is which what is more powerful, vibranium or the Avatar state? Mm-hmm. Like that's what this is boiled down to because the vibranium has gotten to Charlotte to the finals. That and his am I wrong? But but for the basis of it, his vibranium, his suit. I'm not taking anything against T'Challa. Okay, (laughs) don't make don't make it seem like it's a situation where you can say with like Tony Stark, right? You take the suit away, he's just a rich dude, right? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, no offense to Cap, but you know. But anyways, um, and then we have Kyoshi. She's an Avatar. Okay, she. Once she gets to that state, there's just nothing that can stop. Like once they get to that state, it's kind of like a Goku situation. It's like, well, we're fucked. Uh, and but at the same time, I kind of thought to myself, with T'Challa, will she, again will Kyoshi be close enough to him to you know freeze his lungs? Because the thing about it is, she can freeze his lungs. And not even have to worry about the suit. That's the one weakness that he might have against her. Like his suit, yes, it'll come into play to fight her when it comes to her, you know, earth bending, water bending, fire bending, you're using the air. But if she puts all that together and gets into the avatar's, you know, state herself and then just goes on a rampage, so to speak, I don't think he has enough. overcome that um so what do you think you know you bringing that up makes me wonder if we spoke too soon on the dumbledore black panther fight because what if dumbledore did a spell that you know kind of like boiled the intestine like black panthers alive (laughs) Dumbledore could be that metal i could see that happening he has one of those in his back pocket but we already voted, so yeah, sorry, sorry Brian. However, sorry, man. But uh, but Kyoshi, yes, you can you can just completely evade the suit and hit and then freeze the lungs. Like we said, we like we said, we really don't know how long that takes. I feel like it wouldn't take longer than than a martial art move in the water itself freezing, which could be no time at all. We've seen how quickly it takes in the universe on the show. So, like, unless the suit somehow is able to fend off stuff like that, like, that happens, like, metaphysically, you know, so to say, through, like, it goes through the suit in a way. She's controlling it. Uh, I I don't know if you could, you know, you could kind of argue that it's, like, an invisible kind of connection that she has or not. But I I don't know. I, I feel like that would be... You know, that'd be a bit too much to say the suit could do that as well. So it'd be really hard to say that Black Panther would be able to have to be able to do anything if Kiyoshi could to be able to do that very quickly. Um, 
especially if she was able to do it against the Flash. Or in like, and if she decided to just go Avatar State instead, I feel like she'd be able to have enough power to wear down that suit, like just berate it with water. Like, well, actually, guys, I mean, she could just take the air out of his lungs too. Like, she could literally just suffocate him. Kiyoshi is a very strong and formidable person. I don't like. We, I will only say one thing before I want to see what Kyle thinks. Um, and I don't want to spoil too much about Legend of Korra, Kyle, but I will say the uh, Avatar state is very vulnerable. It There are moments of weakness, and you can get struck in the Avatar state. Oh, and yeah. if you remember yeah. the story in, in book three, where, where uh, Aang gets hit in the Avatar state, where they, you know, if you get hit in the Avatar state and die... You, you know, the Avatar State's gone forever. It will never be reincarnated. So it's a lot of more danger at that. You're not invulnerable. If you get struck right, if you lose focus, there's a there's an opening. But whether Kiyoshi goes with that because she thinks she can take Black Panther, whereas she knew the Flash was so fast. Yeah. I that mean, would make uh, before give we an go opening to my thoughts to Black real quick, Panther, I just wanna possibly. we're gonna jump to a real think? quick break, guys, and we'll be right back. And we're back. Hey guys. So uh if y'all forgot what we were doing, you know, because it was just a couple seconds ago, we were just talking about the final battle, Kiyoshi versus Black Panther. And we're gonna see what Kyle thought. All right. I mean it comes down to this, guys. I, I love that this is the final match. Um Going into this, I did not expect this at all. Uh, I had a suspicion about Kiyoshi. Um, I am so glad that my boy Black Panther made it this far. Uh, he earned it, really. I mean, he really did. But I, this is such a tough match, dude. Like, Kiyoshi, like you mentioned, um, there's so many different ways that she could kill Black Panther. I think that's what's really sticking out to me in this argument because Black Panther can only do so much, right? He can, we've mentioned this so many times, he's so agile, he's so acrobatic, he can move so quickly, he has an amazing suit, but at the end of the day, he can only do so much to kill her with his own two hands. He's not going to be throwing projectiles at her, he's not going to be casting curses on her. Um, it's going to be a, a, you know, hand-to-hand fight, and... We, that might work, but with Kiyoshi, she has the four elements with her. Like, she can literally, Damon, like you said, she can suck the air out of his lungs and suffocate him. She can, um, I mean, she can set his lungs on ice and freeze them. He, she can do anything with air, water, earth, or fire. And that's impressive to me. Um, I just that these two are matched up because they're two characters especially from their respective franchises this is interesting this is just kind of a side note and i'm 100 percent doing this just to stall because i'm so conflicted but <laughs> these are two characters that are so beloved by their respective fan bases right like i've never heard a bad thing about kiyoshi i mean i'm new to the, the fan base but Never heard a bad thing about Black Panther. He is just an incredibly loved character now, especially with the uh, the MCU edition. Um, so, I mean, this is kind of the perfect way to end this fight. But again, I just think Kiyoshi is more dangerous. She's more dangerous to Black Panther than he is to her. They're both going to be confident. They're both going to go in, especially after the fights they've already had. 
knowing kind of what they're coming up against, sort of. Um, but I think that Kiyoshi just takes it because she's got the four elements on her side and she will be utilizing all four of them in that avatar state. Uh, and Black Panther, I think, will be taken off guard by that. You know, he he expects magic. He's, he's killed. He's the he's the wizard killer. He's killed two sorcerers. But I don't think he expects the, the air to leave his lungs all of a sudden. You know, like, I think that that would catch him off guard. So I, I lean towards Kiyoshi in this. I like it. You know, and I want to mention this because it really doesn't mean anything. Because so Kiyoshi can't metal bend. Hmm. but it'd be so awesome if she did because yeah. she could just bend the suit and crush him. <laughs> it's true. Like, well, I'm, like I've seen I don't mean to cut you off. I don't mean to I cut you off, David, but um, the, the metal vibranium, it comes from Earth. So, I mean... Ooh, that's true. And because it's not an exact metal, it's but because it's not a regular element, so it's a completely different type of element as opposed to just your standard regular metal that you get out of the ground. So it might be possible that she could bend it because there are earth elements to vibranium. Now, and that was the argument I was going to make that she could just crush a suit in theory. So, I mean, I don't, but if we want to say that because it's a form of metallic metal, that vibranium is a metal. I mean, it's not an exactly 100% metal, obviously, but it comes from that, I guess, that element tree. Then we can just throw that out. But that doesn't mean she can't use the other four elements that she can use. Of course. Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't matter anyways because she isn't a... Because at this point, it's kind of irrelevant. I, don't, I mean, I don't want to make it unfair, but it does feel kind of irrelevant. Well, you know, I mean, I think Black Panther would put on such a great fight, but I, really, I mean, like the 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 reveal that she's able to even even if she wasn't able to freeze the you know your lungs, she's still we've seen it happen. You're able to take the air from someone's lungs as an airbender. Like, I don't know how Black Panther could defend that. I I don't realistically see that happening unless he's able to knock her off guard. That's his best defense would be to to be unpredictable and to hit her before she can strike first and then just keep her off kilter, keep her unfocused and unable to focus on bending or even hitting the avatar state. Um, That would be his only chance. I don't know how he would do that. And I would say, we'll say Kyle in the comics, he does have some projectiles. I believe he has like some sort of net. That's true. Yeah, he does. He has some. Uh, yeah, he does have uh, projectiles that come off his suit. Yeah, yeah, he, he has weapons. He's he's like you know he's got some Batman style weapons going on. Yeah. He's got some stuff. I mean, if he could if he could like straight up throw a dagger, like pinpoint at like hit her between the eyes before she can strike, he could win. Whether that happens or not is a whole other story, and the chances of it. I don't know. I mean, she's a skilled warrior. I don't think she's just going to let a knife hit her. So, I don't know. I Did and, um, Did y'all want to go ahead and go to final vote? Yeah. I just wanted to throw uh, just one more thing. Uh, I don't know how familiar you guys are with uh, the Buffy. With what? 
uh, Buster Douglas. So Buster Douglas was this big underdog in this fight against Mike Tyson back in 1990. Mm. Like complete 400 to one odds, like not going to happen. This was prime Tyson. Okay. He world champion undefeated ain't no one touching Mike Tyson type of deal. Kind of like how we built up Kyoshi. <laughs> okay. I'm not trying to say that there's similarities. Well, obviously, there's some in that case. But she's got the uppercut, right? Like, she's got these elements. If she hits you with them, it's over. But if you can dodge them, if you can just get that one last shot in, just survive it. You know, survive a couple more rounds. And then just kind of wear her down. Hope she doesn't hit the avatar state. And then just that one shot, you know, like we joked about earlier with Eminem, right? Just one shot of like, so he throws one of his claws and projectiles are right to her head. That's a dagger to the head. She's done. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen, but we have to let it know in these type of fights, underdogs do win. That's true. I know we didn't say that none of these people are underdogs when you look at it, which is right, Kyle. But in this case, T'Challa would be the underdog. Yeah. So just kind of like in your head, kind of look at it because you kind of want to look at it like a movie, you know? And you can see, you know, like the Rocky situation where you got the Drago and she's just like destroying him. But then like that one shot and it's so, I mean, that could happen. That's very valid. Um, did you have any other thoughts, Kyle? Did you want to get a vote? Uh, yeah, I think we should just take it to, to final votes. This is it. All right. Chris, hit us with that vote. You know, even though I, I did give a nice little story about the Charlo potentially becoming an underdog here and kind of overcoming the odds, it boils back down to the fact that she has the ability to control four elements at any time and is a master of all four. It'd be one thing if she was just a master of one, you know, whether it be a firebender or an airbender or, you know, a waterbender or a, an earthbender or even a metalbender at that point. If she could only master one of these, I think T'Challa has a chance because it's more than even playing field to that. He would only have to counter or fight against that one element, that one bending skill. Unfortunately, in his case, He's got to face four different air bending, like four different bending panels here. So to break it down, I think Kiyoshi probably ends this. I don't think she ends this as quick as Flash because the match against Flash was more she was timing his speed. That's why she got to have it ended quick because she knew if she didn't, he would kill her. Like, it was a time of the essence. Mm -hmm. I think with T'Challa, she goes back and forth a little. I think he tries his best. But I think at the end of the day, she overcomes. Whether she uses the avatar state or not, that's debatable. But I think she has enough in her skills of mastering all four um, elements that she would win. So I would go with Kiyoshi. All right. So I also am going to be voting for a girl, Kiyoshi, for all of those stated by Chris. Because, let's face it, uh, I just don't see Black Panther being able to stop a multitude of of ways for her to kill him. So, that's my vote. Kyle? 
I guess it's going to be another queen sweep, guys, because, yeah, it's got to go to Kiyoshi. I mean, we I'm so proud of Black Panther making it this way. I love now that he will always be considered. I will always consider him the wizard wizard killer. (laughs) That's his new title. (laughs) And I love that. Uh, King T'Challa really like held his own. I love that he made it this far. But uh, man, it's got to be Kiyoshi for me. She's she's the master of all four elements. She's she's the avatar. So that's that's the winner right there. All right, guys, that sums up our very first Planet Fantasy bracket. All right, we, we want to do something a little bit different than, you know, our, our drafts and everything. So we we, we want to hear if y'all liked it, uh, what y'all thought. Guys, what, what do you, how do y'all feel about this episode? Uh, how do y'all feel how the draft went down? Like, yes, the wizard killer happened. I was not expecting Black Panther to be in the finals. Yeah, there was drama, man. There was drama with that. I... I was crushed with Ahsoka and, and Wally lo- losing. Um, I I love it, though. I love the way it, it shook out. I think that we – I'm really – I'm glad that the, between the three of us we did, we gave each of the eight competitors really, like, a fair shake. I think that we – between the three of us, we have enough knowledge of the three – of all eight of these characters to really know, like, what they would bring to the fight. Um, and they all – again, like, we mentioned this a lot. I don't think – any of them were easy matches like they all are such capable competitors but yeah i really love the way it shook out it's a very earned win uh so congratulations to avatar kiyoshi yes chris did you have any final thoughts oh yeah i kind of wanted to just uh double down on what kyle was saying throughout this podcast and that's that there were no underdogs in this like we were able i want to thank the group as well in voting to like get it to this final eight like they kind of did their homework they did their due diligence um or maybe or maybe they just did it on a popularity contest who knows but at the end of the day the eight that they picked was a solid eight like and if you mix these matchups around you could easily see a situation where kiyoshi gets beat in the first round between like say a gandalf or a dumbledore you know, it's very possible. Or, you know, maybe Wally West faces somebody else, you know. So just the way the brackets were lined up, it kind of, you know, played out for her. But who's to say if we were to do this eight different times that she would come out the champion eight different ways? I honestly think the way we did this, we could have been – we could have made a case for any of the eight, even the humans, yes. Uh, even Faith, even Arya, you know because they're just humans, but they still were very powerful humans, you know? They still have their own skills. And like I said earlier, all it takes is one, you know, one opportunity, you know, one little vulnerable spot, and you kill a person. So I do, like, it was very fun to kind of, like, compare and contrast, you know, the elements of, like, all eight different characters and the different fandoms, you know? Like, it's kind of hard to, like, realize how much of, you know, the Marvel universe compared to, like, the DC universe compared to the Buffyverse or Harry Potter or Game of Thrones or Lord of the Rings. And obviously, you know, with Avatar, like, to know on an even playing field, not all working with the same, like, universes. So, like, that element was something I felt... Oh, I left out Star Wars, my bad. (laughs) Uh, But... uh, 
I guess they hate it. <laughs> uh, um, but anyways, um, as I was saying, like I think all eight different universes bring their own compare and contrasting good and bad things. So it kind of allowed us to pick eight characters that all actually had vulnerabilities, but also had strengths. So I thought this was fun. Um, and I definitely think going forward, this is not going to be the last time you guys do. I could easily see this being like a recurring, maybe every whenever you guys want to do it, I don't know, but I could definitely see you know different type of tournaments maybe within those universes or this again. What do you think, Dave? Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, I love brackets, and you know that was an idea actually when uh, putting this kind of podcast together. That was one of the ideas, but it it was done a decent amount. You know, like it's it's a pretty common trope right now in podcasts, but it there's a reason for that. It's tried and true. It's a very awesome format. You're able to break it down and figure out which one is better. You're 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 comparing two things against each other. And then moving on, and it's just a constant battle of the latter. And so I, I love that format. So I definitely see us doing more episodes like this. Um, but my favorite part about this one in particular is it, like, I feel like this is the true spirit of Planet yes. Fantasy. Like, literally comparing these different fandoms. Like, just like we're, we're five year olds, you're like, well, Superman can kick uh, Batman, he can kick uh, Iron Man's ass. <laughs> well, no, he can't. Well, how do you know? You know, it, it's literally that question. But uh, as adults, we, we just, you know, we, we, we refined it to, to this tournament, you know, but it's the same spirit. You know, it's just we're in the backyard in the sandbox. You know, we're, we're drunk at 2 a.m. asking, oh, man, who do you think would win him <laughs> or him? And, you know, but that's the fun of it, because these questions, there is no answer. There is absolutely no answer, so that's always the fun of it, because the the uh the answers the opportunities are endless. A hundred percent, yeah. We I mean the the winner for us is Kiyoshi, but that does not that's not in concrete. That's not you know if if you think there is another winner, there is a case. I think Chris said it already, but there is a case for all eight of these people, um, and for like a new eight when we do another tournament like this that's that's the joy of it man i think damon you nailed it uh we are so glad to do this every week and i mean this is just we love that you listen but truly this is just us having fun man like we just love talking about this shit and and comparing these these fandoms and these these worlds and universes um yeah i I love it man i you guys made such great cases for all of your arguments and your your picks um chris thank you so much dude first for the idea i love that you brought this up to us this has actually been a while in the in the in the making guys i mean we've been working on this for a while and working out the the uh the rules of it and stuff so chris thank you so much for the idea and thanks for coming back as a guest man we we loved having you um i appreciate every time you let me on i mean obviously i've told damon a couple times uh, my work schedule is pretty hectic but Whenever I'm able to, you know, squeeze a couple hours in um, and I can just, you know, talk about all these different fandoms that I grew up as a kid and now as an adult and they just won't go away <laughs> <laughs> um, because I enjoy all the stories. You know, it's it kind of lets me, you know, for a couple hours be a kid, you know, when you're on the playground, you know, you 
you know, you got your little action figure. I got my little Hulk figure. You got your little Batman figure, and I'm just punching the heck out of your, your Batman figure because Batman's overrated. Preach. But that's a different story. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, anyways, let me uh, leave on that singer. <laughs> um, but uh, like I said, um, if you guys want me back on for a third time, I would gladly come on if my schedule permits me. Because um, like I said, this is this is fun. You know, just chilling for a couple hours and just talking about all these different fandoms that we all love. Well, we'll, well thank you, Chris. We, we really appreciate you, and I'm sure we'll have you on again once or four or five times, you know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what we can But uh, as always, if you have any feedback, ideas, questions, if you want to let us know who you think should have won, who, who got slided, email it all to us at planetfantasypodcast at gmail.com or we have an Instagram, Woo! guys. Hit us up at planet.fantasy. Uh, there we'll be having all the links for our episodes. We will have extra content that's on, that's exclusive to Instagram, like mini drafts and story time with questions uh, for all kinds of different pop culture themes. So check that out. Follow us, uh, and you'll get tons more uh, kind of content like this. Anything else, Scott? Uh, I think that does it, man. Happy 25th. Here's to 25 more. <laughs> Here's to 25 more. Until then. See you guys. See y'all.